Thursday, August 18th, 2022. This is Seaside Show, an instant reaction podcast where every week I, Kenneth Arthur, will get on a microphone, and whether it be for five minutes or five hours after a Seahawks game to get my feelings out and my rants and my thoughts. And I tell you what, this game, it may be a preseason game, but I have some thing important i think that needs to be said and i think if you're listening to this show if you're out there obviously you know what happens here on seaside joe you know the kind of the tone and the tenor and so i'm preaching to the joes and i get that but still maybe i don't know maybe i don't maybe i'm the only one that feels this way maybe there's not that many people out there like me who are just going, what reality am I in? What's happening? Why is my reality being distorted and twisted and mashed up into a bowl and fed to a baby? I don't really understand what's happening when I, somebody who's been watching football, just like many of you for, you know, decades, and you just get a feeling like, okay, great. I can watch a football game and have an assessment. And even if there are people who disagree with me, here and there, at least we can all come to some sort of agreement on the things that are obvious. And if there's anything more obvious about Geno Smith than him being a backup quarterback, I don't know what else there is. I could understand maybe if the Seahawks were dealing with a quarterback like Daniel Jones, for an example, even though if Daniel Jones played for the Seahawks and for these last two games had played the way that Geno Smith had played, I would say the same thing about Daniel Jones that I'm going to say about Geno Smith. He's at best a backup quarterback. He should not be out there. And there is absolutely no reason on earth to watch a quarterback go out there for 12 drives in a row. He comes away with one rushing touchdown. He The, the Seahawks have scored 13 points, one touchdown, two field goals. He is a nine-year veteran who has never been a starter. You go back to the beginning of his career. He was not a first-round pick. Almost every team passed on him. He was not that. That is not a very highly rated prospect, by the way. He went into the league, even if he was with the Jets, an organization that gives people practically no chance of success at all, did not do well during his stint with the Jets, was about to lose that competition to Ryan Fitzpatrick anyway in his third year, and has spent the last five, six years as a backup. He was out here as a free agent this year for, what, two, three weeks before the Seahawks signed him back. No team had seen the three starts that Geno Smith put together last year and said, we want this guy to compete to be our starter. The only team in the NFL that did that was the Seattle Seahawks. And the Seahawks did not give him a contract that made him paid any more differently than if he was still Russell Wilson's backup. So I don't understand where we've gone from A to B that there can still be people and even reporters who would say that Geno Smith is a fine option at quarterback. And I don't, and it's not even so much that this is not about Geno Smith so much because I'm still just trying to kind of wrap my head about how I can have a fair, normal, rational, common sense opinion about somebody like that who, you know, did a fine job as the backup quarterback. And we all know that he's the backup quarterback. I'm trying to get my head around why I can't believe that and think that and know that and have everybody agree with that. I don't understand how there could people who say, we can't focus on Geno Smith's play. We have to focus on a dropped pass. We have to focus on this dropped pass. We have to focus on this penalty. We have to, 
you know, why, why? At what point are you going to look at the for, at the quarterback? Because that's the position that everybody is obsessed over. That's the position that everybody, when it's going well, talks about and gives all the credit to. Ten years, Russell Wilson was here. I had never had anybody tell me that I wasn't allowed to give an opinion on Russell Wilson when he was on the Seahawks for ten years, and I was always praising him because he deserved it because he was plays playing well. I never had anybody say, Kenneth, please shut the fuck up about how good Russell Wilson is. I've never had anybody say, stop sharing so many stats about Russell Wilson. But when you have a bad quarterback and you share any stat there that shows how bad they are, well, now it's just negativity. What are you doing? What you can't even, you know, how is that sharing the truth a problem? And, you know, and then the reality that people get when they go online and say, well, how did Gino? I didn't watch the game, you know, because a lot of people still do not watch preseason football. So they don't know how the game went. And then they go and they check and they see how did the game go? I want to make a decision if I like Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Oh, well, you know, you can't really focus on Geno Smith's stats. You got to see that the they had the drops and a. Of course, any quarterback would do better with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf out there instead of the receivers who are out there. That doesn't change the fact that, you know, the quarterback is, you know, in a position where he may be starting in week one. The receivers are not in that position. The receivers that were out there tonight, whether, you know, Bo Melton, Dariq Young, Penny Hart, Cade Johnson, all of those guys that were out there tonight, they're not being asked to start for the Seahawks this year. Geno Smith is. And if you're a quarterback and you go out there and you play a football game, you don't go out at the end of the night and go, I need to first focus on, if you have a bad night, you don't go, I need to focus on the drops. Nobody's going to, if Geno Smith went into his press conference after the game and said, hey, y'all, just before we make any discussions about who's going to win the quarterback competition, did you see the drops? Did you see the uh, offensive line? Did you see, you know, the penalties? No, nobody's, you know, nobody would want Geno Smith to do that, but it's okay if they do that. I don't really understand why it's bad to say, Okay, just as if it was any other position, the Seahawks obviously can't go in this direction without some sort of backup plan. And, of course, we know that's Drew Locke and his possible start against the Cowboys on Friday, even though, according to Pete Carroll on Thursday night, you know, Drew Drew Locke is still very sick and... He has to take a five-day break from when he first tested positive. So if that was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if he's sick now, maybe he doesn't come back until Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, and the Seahawks play on Friday, and he's in the exact same position he would have been in this week, practicing, you know, only getting one or two practices with the ones before going out there. And Geno Smith, by the way, has gotten all the reps with the ones in practice except for a couple of days this week where it looked like Drew Locke was going to start. Other than that, Geno Smith got reps with the ones, not just all of training camp and OTAs, but also three starts last year for Shane Waldron, for Pete Carroll, with you know this supporting cast and the schemes in some de- to some degree, but mostly just knowing, yes, Geno Smith, if you know he's the nine-year veteran. You look at a guy like Joe Flacco or... You know, some of these guys out there, Nick Foles, whatever it may be, who've had just as much experience or a lot, a long track record of experience in the NFL, and they're not starters. You would never expect Joe Flacco 
or I think even Nick Foles to go out and be so uh, have such a difficult time against a not just a bad team like the Bears, but a bad team's backups. Remember, he's the guy that some people are saying should start in week one and that they would want him to, you know, you would just say score a touchdown, you know? No, it's because Derek Young dropped a pass that would have been a difficult ca- catch, and and Derek Young is a seventh round pick, and you know that's Geno Smith making the throw, making you, it, it. If he, if there wasn't like it was, you know, uh, Freddie Swain's drop because Freddie Swain had a drop early in the game, and it's like okay, understandable. Geno Smith he threw the ball exactly where it was a great pat, you know, it was very accurate. You know, looked good, you know, and Freddie Swain dropped it. Okay, fine. There's one. But every quarterback has to figure out what's the amalgamation of everything I'm going to do tonight that's going to add up to 30 points. You know, in the NFL, these days, if you don't score 30 points, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. You're not going to, you'll be lucky to go to the playoffs. You're going to lose most of your games. You need to score 30. And I don't know if Geno Smith's offense can score three. So, how in the world? Can anybody report that anything other than Seahawks in dire situation, Seahawks in trouble, urgent, Seahawks could be really bad. And that's also the message that I've kind of been sending all off season long. And I know that you know that because I get those comments at Seaside Joe. I get those people saying like, okay, I'm ready for a bad season. I'm okay with a bad season. And yet it doesn't seem like a lot of people uh, reporting on the on the game or we're talking about the Seahawks on Twitter or whatever it is are really ready to accept and access a potentially disastrous season because of the quarterback position. And there should not be anybody left saying that Geno Smith should start. You know, the quarterback position, it is the most important position. It is the one that requires greatness in order to be great and I understand that the Seahawks will not have greatness at quarterback this season and I also I hate to nobody wants to have the argument about you can win with Brad Johnson or Trent Dilfer or you know Nick Foles coming in the playoffs or all that kind of stuff nobody wants to have that argument again we've had it at least I'm 39 I've had it you've probably had it we get it we get it the Seahawks don't have the Ravens and the Bucks defense, okay? The Seahawks don't have the 2015 Broncos defense, okay? They, it's just, that's not going to happen. So I, I just, what I mean to say is for, for what Seattle can do right now, if you go out there and we know that, you know, it doesn't need to be great, the Seahawks aren't going to get a Trent Dilfer season out of Geno Smith because – to do that, you would have to have seven Hall of Famers at other positions in the primes of their careers. Ray Lewis, etc. So I just don't really care about that. And I think there's also, you know, that that's the thing too. If Geno Smith starts, that's also not what I'm ranting against because Drew Locke is also, he could come out and on Friday and, and look terrible. You know, so it's I'm not ranting against Geno Smith as the starter. I'm not ranting against Geno Smith for just simply being Geno Smith. He went out there and he did exactly what I expected him to do based on nine years in the league. 
I'm ranting against everybody who's trying to pretend like it didn't happen. What is going on? What are, where is the lunacy coming from that you have to focus on anything besides, oh yeah, offense won't score points with Geno Smith. That's simply the fact. So I don't, and, and that's not just based on tonight. That's not just based on last week against the Steelers, even though oh, add them all up. He's had 12 drives. What did I tweet before the game that some people wanted to reply and tell me, well, you need context for this. You need, he's not going to, uh, to do that anymore. I tweeted before the game in Geno Smith's three starts last year against the Saints and the Steelers and the Jaguars. He had X amount of drives. I forget what the exact number was. 32 drives. Um, and 33% of those drives ended in a three and out and 50% of those drives ended in a punt more than 50%. And, you know, there was just so much bad. There was most of the, I don't even think that that was exactly right. What I just said, but I think it was like worse, you know, it was like, 33% 33% of the drives has scored 10, uh, got 10 yards or less. You know, there were negative drives. There were too many negative drives. And then what did we see against the bears on Thursday night? Three and out, three and out, punt, punt. You know, it's not just, you know, a missed drop. You know, it's not just a penalty. All those stuffs hurts too, which is again, another reason to say the Seahawks are not the Ravens. They don't have Jonathan Ogden at left tackle. They have a guy at left tackle who had four penalties, no five penalties, four false starts on Thursday night in not a full game of action. So they don't have all these veterans ready to lift up whoever the quarterback is. And Geno Smith is not the quarterback veteran who's going to lift up the young guys. He's going to do that in a locker room sense. He's going to do that in a, maybe you need him out there for one drive. You know, if you can maybe get happy or get lucky with one drive, that's a, he can, he's capable of a drive, you know, but there shouldn't be anybody out there forgetting the fact that if Geno Smith was on any other team in the NFL, not a single Seahawks fan would say, we got to get this guy if Drew Locke was the only guy on the roster capable of starting. It, you know, nobody on the Seahawks, it, the only reason that anybody who is a Seahawks fan or whatever that's saying Geno Smith should start or that Geno Smith is defensible, I should say that, not that Geno Smith should start. You could say that Geno Smith could start because Drew Locke is the other option, but do not say that he could be efficient. Do not say that he could be good enough. Do not say that he could be passable. Do not say that he could be, you know, an average quarterback. Do not compare him to Ryan Tannehill or Kirk Cousins or anybody like that. Do not make things up. There's no reason for it. It, it really, it's not even fair to Geno Smith. You know, it's just not what he can do. He's not that guy. He's the guy that was out there for any team to make as a player who could compete to start. And the Seahawks only brought in Geno Smith, Geno Smith because 
they were in that position. Hey, we're going to trade Russell Wilson. We're going to be completely open at quarterback. We're going to be completely vulnerable for this year. We got Drew Locke back in return. We know that he's not that special after, you know, three years. But look at how crappy this quarterback class is. We don't give a shit about any of these quarterbacks. Um, because if they did, the Seahawks could have been in a position to even trade up. You know, they got so much draft capital back. They got those draft picks and looked at it and said, oh, no way. We're not going to touch this. So that's why once they knew that, okay, well, well what else options are out there? Well, we don't want to trade for Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo because they suck. And we're not good enough to make them look okay. So we're not going to go do that. We're not going to bring in Matt Ryan because he's going to get killed here. And we're not in a position to make Matt Ryan look any better at 37 years old. So they weren't going to do that, and they weren't going to trade for Deshaun Watson, and they weren't going to make any of these moves other than, well, just punt the position for the year. So the Seahawks have made it pretty intentional and pretty well known that they're punting the position this year with the intention to, you know, not necessarily tank, but know, like, well, we believe that football games can be won without a player like Russell Wilson. I agree. They can be won without a quarterback like Russell Wilson. The Seahawks are not one of those teams in which that is true. Not right now. They're building up the foundation around the quarterback position and on defense. And I think maybe Pete Carroll is a good enough coach and that some of these players are good enough players and that the NFC is bad enough and there's just quite, you know, there's just maybe just the right amount of shitty teams on the schedule for Seattle to go nine and eight or eight and nine. You know, it's hard to imagine that after these two preseason games because Geno Smith is one guy and he, the offense just, I don't even, I think it would be the worst offense in the NFL. And Drew Locke, I have no idea what he is. Uh, and that's why he's ahead in the race. And as I've been saying this whole time, I haven't changed any of my opinions about the competition between Drew Locke and Geno Smith. I've always said Drew Locke is the real starter. I've always said that Geno Smith was not, you know, was just what he was. It's like saying that the sky is blue, you know? It's like, how was all of a sudden I'm crazy? How I'm the one that's wrong. That's what they want to flip it around and say that if you're saying that the sky is blue, you're crazy. And that's crazy because I know that I can do, if anything, I can do one thing, you know, after watching a bunch of football, I can watch football and go, oh, well, that guy's not good. Or, well, that guy's good. And it's not an insult and it's not a, you know, that's not insulting. It's not trolling. You know, this is just fair assessment, reporting, observement, and saying, oh, this is the thing that didn't we all observe this? I thought we all observed this. So that was Geno Smith's night, not just from his level, but from the perspective of anybody out there who, you know, not just watched the game, but didn't watch the game and was trying to figure out how it went. It didn't go well. And it wasn't just the whole team. If if you were in a position to elevate those around, you know, there's just a long list of at least 30 quarterbacks to 40 quarterbacks to 50 quarterbacks in this league that in the exact same scenario, exact same situation tonight could have had a touchdown drive, could have had more positive momentum, could have made up for the mistakes around. So because that's just what quarterbacking is, that's just what it is. And I think if anything, maybe 
Pete Carroll has some concerns, not about Geno Smith, but about the fact that, well, if that is anything like the support that we're going to get in the regular season, it doesn't matter which of these quarterbacks we put out there. And if the defense doesn't tackle like they haven't been tackling in the preseason, then it's not going to matter what the Seahawks do at quarterback anyway. So the offensively, there's a scenario in which the Seahawks are a bottom five offense. And defensively, there has to be concerns that the Seahawks are not going to be able to tackle and that they have uh, really, you know, big concerns in the secondary at cornerback which is, you know, to say Sidney Jones hasn't been out there, so that's one thing. He's the number one corner, but he's not a number one corner. So Sidney Jones has been, hasn't been out there, and he will make a difference. Artie Burns hasn't been out there, and if he plays, he might make a difference. You know, and he, we cannot expect Artie Burns to play because he's been in the NFL a long time, but he hasn't been in NFL games a lot of times, which is the biggest concern for Artie Burns. And Justin Coleman is bad. And, um, you know, Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant are rookies. And Kobe Bryant, you know, maybe is more of a rookie than Tariq Woolen, which is surprising. And it's some bad stuff could potentially be happening this season. So, you know, on Thursday night, those were there were a lot of other takeaways to be concerned about other than Geno Smith. So I hate to you know spend 20 minutes on Geno Smith and ranting about that, but it really should be made known that the Seahawks, when they had Russell Wilson, there was an opportunity, there was a chance. And I was allowed to say anything about Russell Wilson that was true because for the most part, Russell Wilson was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And for 10 years, it made my job and my life really easy because I could just be honest about the Seahawks and the quarterback and no Seahawks fans were ever mad at me because I was just doing a really good job of being really honest about how good Russell Wilson and the Seahawks were for 10 years. And now things are different. And you do the, I am doing the exact same thing that I've done for 10 years, which is observe and tell the truth, but because it's not, not what you want to hear, I need to know more context clues. I used to have to be tweet about Russell Wilson and then answer fans of other teams telling me that I'm ignoring context clues or context and cherry picking and this and all that kind of stuff. It used to be other teams that would say that. And now I give the same honest reaction to Geno Smith and I have Seahawks fans telling me, Oh, I'm missing the point. Oh no, I don't get it. Oh, Geno Smith had this problem that wasn't his fault. And last season, Russell Wilson was just as bad as Geno Smith. Actually, you don't know that. You know Why? Is this the, this is really like one of my first times really coming face to face with what people have always said, which is there's no rationality when it comes to the team's quarterback. It's Des Bryant crying over Tony Romo, right? It's that reaction that people have that say, that's my quarterback and I'm going to defend him no matter what. That's my guy and that's it. But Geno Smith's not even, is it this just because Pete Carroll says in press conferences that Geno Smith is the starter? Because I've been saying on Seaside Joe also for a long time that he doesn't mean it. It's never been Geno Smith. It's always been Drew Locke. This is just the way that you bring him along. And if all of this has happened with Drew Locke and and getting uh, COVID and going on the list and he misses this start, you know, that's something that I didn't obviously predict and plan for, but 
there is no way that Pete Carroll was a going to make a decision based on tonight and B definitely not going to make a decision for Geno Smith after tonight. And I don't know what else there can be to say about that because as much as we can do this in the preseason in the back and forth and you're wrong and I I'm right. And you know, Geno Smith is actually a great quarterback for the Seahawks and even nobody's saying that, but as much as anyone wants to say, I'm with, I stand with Geno Smith, give it one game. Give it one game. How about that? How about you give it one game? And let's talk after that one game. Talk to me after the Broncos game. Talk to me after the, after the 49ers game in week two. Talk to me then. It's easy to stand with anybody in the preseason when the games don't count and you can come up with a bunch of uh, excuses for why the Seahawks are scoring one point per drive. But when it's the regular season, you lose 30 to nothing to the Broncos and you lose to the 49ers. I know what fans do of other teams. They call for that backup. They call for that next guy. They'll call for Jacob Eason. They'll say call back Levi Lewis. Nobody's going to be standing with Geno Smith if this is two, three games into the season and the Seahawks have scored seven points. And nobody is going to be sitting there. And that's what else I don't like is that you're coming out there and you're saying, I'm saying this, I'm saying this, I'm saying this. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. But you're going to flip your opinions. You're going to say something different if all of a sudden two games into the year, the Seahawks are 0-2. Because that's what fans have done for 15,000 years. They're going to do it this time too. And it wouldn't really matter if it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Because I could see four games into Drew Locke's tenure of the Seahawks being at quarterback. And, okay, what's the backup option? Can't be worse than this. That could happen with Drew Locke too. Because two years ago, in some respects, he was the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. And the Seahawks said, we're okay with that. And... Seven years ago, Geno Smith was one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and the Seahawks said, we're okay with that too. Seahawks are obviously okay with really shitty play at quarterback this season. Maybe that's because they're okay with going 3-14. and 14. Maybe it's just because Pete Carroll really believes in his defense and his running it game. Maybe it's because Shane Waldron really believes in his play calling. Maybe it's because the franchise really thinks that DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Will Disley and Rashad Penny um, and Ken Walker can lift up any quarterback and offense into scoring 23 points and that the defense will allow 17 points. But I don't think the defense is going to allow 17 points. And I don't think that the Seahawks could score 23 points in a year with uh, maybe one of these quarterbacks. So that's sort of the main takeaway for the Seahawks and the Bears. Feels like I feel very emotional about losing, but obviously I don't. I don't care about that at all. I don't even care that Geno Smith played poorly because I thought that he would. I don't care about Drew Locke at all. He seems fine. I don't know him at all, so I don't even want to say he seems fine. Uh, he could be good. He could be bad. He could be anything. Um, I, this has nothing to do with choosing a player in the race. This is only has to do with what are we doing? What, what are we doing? Wake up, be real. That's it. Give me reality. Be real. Please be real. That's what I want Seaside Joe to be about being real. That's all I'm here to do. 
be real. So I, I would like that from here on out with Geno Smith, with Drew Locke, with anything having to do with the Seahawks. Uh, you, you know, these are not anybody's best friends. It's it's like just assess. I'm just give a regular assessment of the team based on football. And so assessing the team as we have all year, the Seahawks were seven and ten last year. They switch a quarterback from Russell Wilson to one of these guys. Obviously, they're they've been in danger this whole offseason of being a three-win team. And preseason is preseason. Good teams get blown out in the preseason. Good teams get blown out in the regular season. It's the way of the Seahawks losing. And so consistently through two games, the problems being tackling and quarterback play and uh, drops and penalties. Some of those are on guys who won't make the team or be they'll be very deep on the depth chart. Some of those are guys that are starters. And we just kind of have expected Seattle to be bad. So that's kind of becoming more and more of a real reality as we get closer to week one against the Broncos. Other things that happened on Thursday night, um, running backs, they all did fine. Really more than anything, it's like just excited to see Rashad Penny and Ken Walker as soon as he can return. Uh, receivers, nobody really stood out in a major way positively. I don't know that Freddie Swain is a great option there, and I know that Pete Carroll said after the game talking about getting, hoping to get Marquise Goodwin back and ready and, and out there and Dwayne Eskridge. So I think for the Seahawks, all these guys at receiver playing tonight, it's not so much about them as it is about Pete Carroll and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett did get a snap or whatever, but uh, I think it's it's more about getting all the guys on the field that he feels more comfortable with than the ones that were playing tonight. So I wouldn't think too much about that. Damian Lewis left the game with an injury, reporting after the game that he should be okay um, and that X-rays were negative, even though I'm sure he'll be out for some time. Uh, healing a little bit I have no idea when that will end but it doesn't sound like it's the season ending injury that some people had feared and the, I felt bad for Cade Johnson and I hope that he bounces back next week Tanner Muse had he's he made a tackle and I was like oh okay well there's a guy making a tackle um I don't know if he can play linebacker full time and you know linebacker is still a consideration for the Seahawks to add Miles Adams you know wrote about him I think he can make uh the roster and maybe that would have an impact on Puna Ford so he also played on Thursday night, so I'll see what happens there. But this is Seaside Joe. You've listened to it, and I appreciate it.